Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you I'm Bam. And I'm Beans. And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we encourage you to talk about it with us. By emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or you can hit up us up. No, we almost did it! (laughs) (laughs) Or you can hit us up on Facebook with our semi-weekly, almost got our shit together, would you rathers. (laughs) Oh, I was so proud of us, like, last week. We did so good. So good. Well, bam. Bean! <laughs> Here we are. Oh another my God. week. We're, we're on a roll. Man, I just have to say, it feels so weird driving here. And I was able to have my windows down today. Oh my gosh, yes. It oh, is nice outside. So beautiful. And I'm like, what a great day. To sit inside a dark room and talk into a microphone with my friend. Oh, my God. People are going to think that we're in, like, a cave or something. You're not in a dark room. We have lights. I want them to think we're in a cave. Okay. (laughs) Like, candlelight. Yeah. We started out in a closet. Let's be honest here. Should I do, like, some weird cave noises in the background? That sounds like wind. Is that wind? Yeah, caves oh. are windy. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I hang think. out in caves, actually. I wouldn't know what cave noises are. <laughs> Me neither. Like, dragon noises or something. Bats, maybe? It, what sound do bats make? It's just like a really high-pitched, like... <laughs> no, that's a dolphin. That oh. is definitely <laughs> That is the sound we use for dolphin sex, so... <laughs> that's more like a dolphin. Yeah. I was trying to get higher than that. <laughs> I don't... Oh, my Anyways. God. Anyways. Anyways. So, oh God. Okay, we need to get this banter thing going. It's it's gonna be a few weeks, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We're gonna figure it out. Should we, we just get down to business? Yeah, I feel like we don't have any corners or anything like that yet. So we're kind of just you know here to defeat the Huns. We're just gonna get down to business. <laughs> Let's get down to business to defeat the, the Huns. And that's as much of that song as we can sing without having to pay royalties to Disney. Yeah. So I mean. If you're looking for places to put ad space, we got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So 
last week I had mentioned that I wanted to go back and I wanted to get a couple would you rathers to um I just <laughs> nodded at you like they can see me now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we will be getting um some of the old would you rathers because I believe that you know we've we've been through a lot in the last year. Yeah. I, I genuinely think that our answers may change due to, you know, the difference in our lives that we've taken and stuff like that. So I figured I would start with a very simple one. Okay. Something that I think is very easy. It was from our very first email from A. This would you rather can be found in episode eight, Fancy Boob Words. Yeah, <laughs> Fancy Boob Words. And when I was listening, I was like, why do we call it that? And I tried to say Delache. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, some boob word. And you were like, you're using all the fancy boob words. And I'm like, there's <laughs> one boob word. So, beans. Yeah, bam. Would you rather have okay sex every day or amazing <sighs> sex once a week? Now, I will follow that up with the parameters we put on there is that the okay sex does not mean that you would get off every single time. But I will say I'm going to take away that it's mundane. So it can still be kind of interesting and very exciting, but it's not like blow your fucking mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, this one I actually... I think I remember what my answer was because I think it's the same where uh, instead of having sex every day, I would have it once a week and have it just be mind blowing. And I think that my my motives here for, for my answer, they are a little bit different because I just don't have the time to have <laughs> sex every day. Are you kidding me? And like, after taking care of two twins, like, well, okay, so twins, two babies, two babies. After taking care of two babies all day, I'm tired as hell. I'm still pumping and having to get up with them. I really only get, like, five or six hours of sleep every night. No, I don't want to get a time to have sex every single day. No. I'll take it once a week, please. <laughs> And also, I want it to rock my world, because if I'm going to wait the whole week and have something to look forward to, it's got to be damn good. Oh, man. (laughs) It's just, it's so funny, because my answer has actually changed to once a week. Hey, you're getting ready for that mom life. Because... I am so tired. Ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> shit. I don't have any time for it. <laughs> but also, I feel like if I would be having sex every day, I'm like, my limbs already fucking hurt. Like, that's because you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Everything hurts when Everything you're pregnant. Everything hurts. Like, unless. We are doing it where, like, I'm just laying on my side all the time and you're just going to come in for a quick shebang. Like, that's fine. We can do this. I want sex every day, mm-hmm. but I am just so tired where I I don't want to have to work for it. So you just lay there and lift the belly bump and be like, all right, 
get in there. The last few times my husband told me like, okay, well, if you're on top, then we can have sex because that used to be a deterrent for me because uh-huh. I don't want to do the work. But now uh-huh. I'm like, well, I want the sex more than I don't want to do the work. And he's like, son of a bitch. And he's like, I thought that that was going to stop you. And I was like, nope, nope. And I was like, roll over here because I don't want to move that far away. <laughs> we have a queen bed. It's not like he's a mile away. Like, Oh my goodness. So yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you. Um once a week, my answer has definitely changed. And some of your motives have changed. Yeah. But originally um it was for me it was every day because or yeah, every day because I'm like, well, it's somebody I can connect with. For me it's still you know, it can still be passionate. It doesn't have to be one day and all the time. But now I'm like, it it can be passionate once a week. Mm-hmm. We'll find the one one time a week where it works best for us. We'll pencil that in and then move <laughs> it around. Have a standing appointment. Yeah, have a standing appointment. <laughs> um, yeah. So plop the kid in front of Coco Melon for an hour and then go <laughs> at it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Disney babysat me when my mom took her naps when she worked third shift. So there you go. I feel like Disney can babysit this kid too. So that was our our would you rather our our uh, yep. I'm. What are we going to call it? Like the would you rather um, recaps? Yeah. Flashback. Would you? No. I was going to try and do something quippy and I just haven't had enough coffee for that today. Um, You had this awesome little jingle um, about story time with Bam and Beans that I have yet to hear in any of our podcasts. So. I did. Can also be found in episode eight, Fancy uh. Boob Words. <laughs> and I was like jamming to it. I was like, oh shit, yeah. And I was like, wait, why is this not in any of the other ones? Sing it for me. And uh, fuck. Um, oh, you forgot it. It was catchy. That's why it's not in any of the other ones because like we both plague. forgot it. It's catchy like the plague. My stupid song is at the end of our, <laughs> the end of our podcast. No, okay, so I purposefully didn't put one at the end of the last two episodes we've put out. Yeah. Because I'm kind of searching for, like, I've, I'm seeing this as, like, a new season. So now we need, like, a new podcast Now song. we need a new jingle. Or, like, a new, like, I was being dumb and I didn't realize I was still recording. <laughs> but it's funny, so I'm going to put it at the end of all of our episodes. Yeah, because that's how that happened. Yeah. I didn't even know you were recording. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then you were like, um... I'm going to put this everywhere. And I was like, please don't. You're literally like on your phone just singing to yourself. Yeah. I was duped. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Do you know what time it is? Time for you to say words wrong and me to guess them inappropriately. Yes. Okay. Also known as 46 sexual fetishes you've never heard of. I love it. Okay, so this one I laughed when I read it. Just, and you'll understand why when I tell you what the fetish is. Can you just really quick tell them that you didn't just laugh? It was a maniacal, <laughs> devious, I'm never going to guess this. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not the intention. It was literally, I got a picture in my head of what it was and it made me laugh hysterically that this would like turn someone on, which. I'm not here to kink shame. If this is a turn on of yours, like, I get it. That's great. But I thought it was funny as hell. (laughs) That being said, climacophilia. 
Is that a climate change fetish? No. Okay. Well, man. Climacophilia. I feel like maybe it's like a climax fetish then. Oh, no. Is it something about the wind? No. Is it being... I have no idea. Oh, my God. Climacophilia is arousal to falling downstairs. Oh, my God. (laughs) And no, see, I don't know if that's like you falling down the stairs and you're turned on about it or your partner falling down the stairs and you're turned on about it or like both. Is this like why people push other people down the stairs? No. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, I want to have sex. Get over by the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just like, like like I'm clumsy as fuck and I fall down the stairs and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) send the top of the stairs. Like, oh, there's two flights. Yes. <laughs> also, I really, really wanted to uh, sing Climb a Climb a Climb a Climb a Climb a Cophelia. Okay, now I can understand why somebody <laughs> would be aroused by pushing somebody down the stairs if you keep saying Bitch. that. <laughs> okay, so. You know, Climb a Cophelia in, this, in the tone of Comma Chameleon yeah. is going to be stuck in my fucking head all day. <laughs> it doesn't work already. I don't Come need other shit in there. Go. <laughs> You come and go. That works out really well because they're there and then they're gone because they <laughs> fall down the stairs. But then would it be they go and then come? No, no, no. It's I come, they go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Formicophilia. Formicophilia? Formicophilia. Is that like... No, because I think we already... I think we did this one. Is that with mannequins? No. Oh, it sounds like a mannequin one. It's arousal to insects. I don't think we did that one. Huh. Formicophilia. Yeah, because I think I would remember being very... (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Insects are, you know, six legs, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, ants and shit. Yeah. Like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how unsure we were about what insects were classified as. <laughs> well, it's like, I know that all insects are bugs, but not all bugs are insects. insects. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Frotourism. Frotourism. And it's a, there's a double T in there. Maybe I should. I'm going to see if what Google says it is. Yeah, let's hear Google. Just the one time, not ten times, please. <laughs> Fraturism. There. Fraturism. 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 Now, notice it is a urism and not a philia. Yeah. If that makes any difference. Um, I think it would if my brain worked, but... Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, a philia is something you have, like, an obsession with. And an ism. No, I don't know. Like, if you, if you can think of other isms, there's, like, exhibitionism, voyeurism, fraturism. Is that something to do with hair? No. Or traveling? No. Uh, kind of. It's arousal to touching a stranger surreptitiously in a crowded place. Fraturism. I feel like half of the people... In Milwaukee have that because everybody's gotta to touch somebody at like the supermarket or something. Yeah. Like there's a 
there's a lot of porn centered around fraturism. Like, is there? Oh, yeah. It's a thing overseas, too. Okay. Like, dudes touching girls in crowded subways and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Fraturism. Okay. Okay. Um, do we want to do one more? Sure. I I haven't nailed any of these yet, so. <laughs> gerontophilia. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, is this jumping out of planes? No. Oh. You're thinking what Geronimo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Gerontophilia. Okay, you can't. Uh, and then you said it like that. I'm pretty sure it's jumping out of plane. Gerontophilia. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it something to do with germs? No, but. You're, you're kind of on the right track where you're taking the first syllable and trying to figure out. I'll just tell you. It's arousal to the elderly. Like geriatric. Oh, geriatric. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun. I mean, that's how I have to try. And that's why I come up with some of these crazy fucking answers. Is because I'm like, this word sounds like this. So it has to do with this. Like, right. It never works out that way. But I've tried. Oh, no, I got the blood one. Yeah. The hemo. The, the something. Hemotrophilia. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I you, got that one. There have been a couple of those you've gotten. If the tables were turned, I probably would have gotten just as many as you, if not less. So yeah. that's that's why I'm the one who says the word, and you're the one that guesses the meaning. See, and this is why I give you all of the amazing would-you-rathers that you have. <laughs> no, 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 no. You started with the shitty would-you-rathers, and this is my retort. This, <gasps> is, this is my payback. I would never. <laughs> Bitch, you make me choose. Between two hard situations on a weekly basis. And I've given you a year to, can like, you know, reflect on how nice I've been in the past. Right, right. That's what I've been doing the past year is just reflecting on, oh, Bam's been so nice with the would-you-rathers that she gave me during the podcast we did a year ago. I swear. I would ask for help, but you edit the podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, somebody come save me. There is no saving you. I'm going to come in and there's going to be tax on my seat one day. (laughs) No, I would never do that. You're carrying precious cargo. Yeah. In a few months when this thing's out of this body, you're going to fuck me up. (laughs) No way, because you still have to go home and take care of my niece. Or nephew. I'm pretty sure it might be our niece, though. Um, I think I'm the one making it, and I'm pretty sure it's a boy. Mm, I mean, I was pretty sure I was having boys. Yeah, but I told you you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I let you know early. Pinto says that you're having a girl, and she's never been wrong Okay, but before. she's never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> she's never had the ability to guess. <laughs> so all of, all of our podcasters out there are unaware of the huge debacle about how I'm very convinced that I'm having a boy and literally every other human being that I've ever met is very convinced I'm having a girl. So, um, 100%, I need more support on this side because... I'm going to need you guys to go on our Facebook and tell us, are you hashtag team boy or hashtag team girl? Yeah, are you hashtag team boy pal or girl pal? Mm-hmm. We need a powwow. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Beans, we have some emails. We do. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for the one email that's been in our inbox. Since March 3rd, 2020. Oh, my God. That is exactly a year ago. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Happy anniversary, emailer. Happy anniversary here. I feel so <laughs> bad now. Like, I feel the worst. 100 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Since we've been doing this podcast for 12,000 years. Well, 2020 lasted 100 years. Okay, yeah. 2020 was like a fucking paradox where it just kept restarting. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. That episode of Supernatural, every day it starts out in the heat of the moment. And that's all we can sing from that song because we don't have rights to that either. (laughs) Bam and I got this long, awesome email from a listener whom we haven't decided what we're going to call him because when we asked if we wanted to call him by his name or an alias, he said, I mean, whatever. (laughs) They did the whole yes, no. Like, I asked you two separate questions, and that didn't help me at all. <laughs> I think we should just call him D. Well, D. So we're just going to tackle the email paragraph by paragraph. That way it's fair for everybody. Everybody gets to have, you know, anxieties about reading stuff in front of people. Not just one of us. <laughs> I just thought it would be really nice, but you still get to read the most because I realized how much is uh, paragraph three, so. It's all good. So, he starts out. New listener, been bopping through random podcasts on my way to work, trying to touch back on the ends of ones I've missed, etc. A few things stood out to me. First being body counts and reasons for holding back. In high school, I was madly in love with one girl and I refused any interactions outside of her. I was offered sex often at parties, had a few almost, but stayed a virgin since she was all I wanted. Wasn't until college until I lost my V-card. Waiting for that one girl, then getting shot down, was one of the biggest regrets until the freeing feeling I had. I immediately went and fucked anything in sight. So, talking about that. I know that we talked about body counts, and I know we... we we did our number on one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, I constantly forget what my number is and have to do a lot of, like, recollection and counting. So I'm not going to say mine or 16. anymore. That sounds about right. And mine was seven. And I just mm-hmm. remember that because you were like, oh, I didn't know we were separating them. And I was like, no, I have two hands. And that just happened to be how many on each. <laughs> right, right, right. So him talking about waiting for that like one person throughout high school and regretting that i can kind of understand that Mm -hmm. um my experience was a little bit different but kind of similar in that i regretted wasting all of my high school but i regret wasting all my high school on one person same (laughs) i was dating someone who was much older than well not much older than me but definitely noticeably um, older definitely an adult while i was still an adolescent oh yeah so isn't that brunch on ophelia (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the philias that i wasn't gonna put on the podcast because it was pedophilia they just said it fancy they just said it in a different way anyways looking back i regret kind of wasting my adolescence on that person 
And honestly, like I fe- I personally feel like I had no business having sex with an adult at that time. Yeah. I really should have just focused on being a teenager, focused on hanging out with my friends instead of having to worry about like adult situations like why does my vagina hurt every time I have sex? Yeah. You know, things that a 16-year-old shouldn't have to deal with. So, um, like, that was my regret. Uh, Waiting until college, I can understand wanting to be a little bit more seasoned going into college when you hit that slutty stage. Yeah. But, dude, does it matter now? You're shaking your head. They can't see me doing that. Oh, God, no, they can't see me doing that. (laughs) I told Beans earlier that I'm a bad podcaster because I forgot how to podcast. Same. Same. No. We both did. It's yeah. fine. Uh, no, it does not matter when you hit that stage because as long as at the end of the day, you can still be happy with what the outcome is, I think is my uninten- unintelligible two cents <laughs> for that. <laughs> okay. At 18, I slept with a 32-year-old woman who would always... Okay, so we're, we're going through conquests now. <laughs> at 18, I slept with a 32-year-old woman who would always flirt with me at my old job. She was the first and longest consistent fuck buddy. Milfy redhead. Fantasy, right? Especially at 18. I think we all had a milfy redhead at one point or another. Yeah, I guess so. From then on, going forwards, I was introduced to a lot by her and by all the people around me until my body count started to get extremely high. I eventually joined a fetish website where I could interact with local kinksters, etc., and really dove into the deep end. To this day, I cannot do an accurate body count due to this and the dozens upon dozens of drunken party nights and Tinder. From a male who is repressed for a while and grew up religious, I feel as if a body count differs depending on their train. Yeah, I get that. And honestly, like, we talk about body counts like it's a brag. And at the end of the day, as long as you're safe and you're healthy, it doesn't matter doesn't matter how many people you slept with, how little people you slept with, or how many people you slept with. I have friends who can still count on one hand how many people they've had sex with, and they're in meaningful, fulfilling sexual relationships. Yeah. So, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, when I talk about my number, I don't... I'm not bragging at all, because... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are in triple digits. So, mm-hmm. to me, I'm like... My seven is amateur night. But then also my seven is also like whorehouse on crack to some people. So yeah. well, I also feel like there's there's kind of um where do I want to go with this? Like there's something shaming about a high body count number mm-hmm. that I've noticed and we should really get away from that. Like Oh, yeah. Oh, you slept with that many people? Oh, you don't remember how many people you slept with? Like, why why does it matter? I don't think, in perfect podcast land, Mm -hmm. everybody gets to do exactly what they want, whether that be with one person or be with 100 people. Yeah. If I had a stage where I could be with more people, I would. My, My number would probably triple. Like, yeah. I would do whatever, but I was fortunate enough to find the one person that I want to annoy and have sex with for the rest of my life. So I found him early. I didn't have to 
keep digging through people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what matters. It doesn't matter how many penises or vaginas led up to that one special penis or vagina until the end of eternity. But. Yeah. And there are some people who don't want that one. Mm-hmm. They want multiple, which is also good yeah. and fine and dandy. Like, yeah. We just ask everybody to be communicative, yep. respectful, honest, and safe. Yep. Totes. And here comes the paragraph where I read. <laughs> <laughs> Second was either kinky or romantic sex. Why not both? For some reason, several of my exes were into mutual water sports. Coincidentally. Um, thank you. That was going to take me a while. Coincidentally. During this time period, we could end up in the shower being very sensual or tender. We piss in or on each other and continue romantically whispering sweet things, loving things, disgusting things. I've had nice big meals cooked for me, and instead of wine or a mixed drink, it was just her piss. We'd eat together, I'd drink it, as if it were just my drink with dinner, cuddle, and have a nice sensual fuck. I mean, I agree with the, like, kinky versus romantic sex, why not both part? Like, I I feel like romantic sex can be kinky. Oh, yeah. You can make it kinky. And I... I think that he was listening to a would you rather, mm-hmm. and that was one of the questions. Yeah. Like, would you want it kinky or romantic? Yeah, that was one of the would you rathers we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to... I, for people who are binge listening, um, it probably wasn't that recent for you, but for us, it was like eons ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, God, which one was that? Yeah. It wasn't too long ago on episodes that we put out. Um, I mean, I am happy to know that they are comfortable enough with us to share like some of those kinks though, because there's a lot of people out there who are not private. So they're willing to divulge and like Mm -hmm. talk to us. And honestly, those are some kinks that nobody wants to talk about because they just assume that they're going to get shut down right away. But honestly, those are the things that we should be talking about. Exactly. Because how else are we going to indulge in those kinks and those fantasies safely? Normalize them. Yeah. Well, that's how you do it safely is by normalizing them. So, I mean, piss isn't really necessarily a kink of mine, but as long as you're doing it safely. Yeah. Like, as long as she doesn't have some sort of infection and you're spreading it to yourself, that kind of thing, like... As long as you're aware of each other's bodily functions and everything is safe, like... Yeah. I mean, they say piss is sterile, which in all actuality, kind of. But yeah, just think of a safety factor Mm -hmm. and a amount factor. Like, please don't drink a gallon of somebody's piss. That's not sterile. Mm. (laughs) No. That's not... No bueno. No. But... And last thing that stood out to me specifically was the oddly open sexually friend group. My group I have been friends with since I was 12. 26 years old now. 27. 27. (laughs) We're lifelong friends at this point. What was nice to hear is that I'm similar to Beans in that way. Hell, we've seen each other nude in non-sexual ways, but more so how... How's... 
how's my dick look? Here, do you think this butt plug looks better or this one? Little things like that. It was also nice to find out very recently, in fact, that most of them use the same king site I did. They're all oddly like me and my more fetishistic kinks as well, which is very unexpected and welcomed. I think groups like this are healthy, especially coming from someone who was repressed and thought they were evil or going to help for liking things when they were young. Like-minded people that you are able to relate with in your darkest places really help weed out the good and bad people from your life and keep your sanity at a healthy level. That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. Like, I really value how close my friends and I are. Oh, my God. Is Pal kicking? No. It's my ligament pains. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know that those suck. Yeah. It's okay. I had, a, I had to do a little, little, little uterus stretch. Yeah. Well, I, I'm saying like the value of a close knit friendship like that, where you guys can just divulge everything, is priceless. Yeah. Absolutely priceless. It's really he he hit it on the head there, um, where like being able to relate with in your darkest places really it really helps you weed out the good and the bad people because there's. There's probably people in my life where I wouldn't be as open as I am. And those are the people that don't necessarily need to be close to me. Yeah. And need be, like, if I have to, have to trim the fat, they're going to be the first ones to go. Very true. And honestly, I can I can definitely say being able to be open and being able to be honest and just being able to be my, like, my sexual self is it's detrimental to a lot of people for one finding their kinks Mm -hmm. two being able to talk to a group of friends and making sure that like their kink is not unhealthy or the way that they're going about it is not unhealthy and then they can be safer Mm -hmm. because main ways that we learn is through our peers so being able to talk to our peers about things is extremely important, especially when it comes to something so, oh, excuse me, so fragile, like our, you know, like our sexual organs. Yeah. One domino will crumble the tower. Mm. That's how easy it is to fuck up this body. <laughs> Jenga. Yay. Oh, wait, no. Boo. Wait. 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 Are we cheering? <laughs> How do we do this? <laughs> I'll be listening more in the future. Keep them coming. Y'all should do a deep dive into how or why your kinks came about. How they thrived or were stifled. How do you choose to explore them? And what got you to break out of your shells? Well, D, I definitely think that is something good for us to actually kind of think about probably for next week to kind of weed out what kinks we were unable to to openly talk about mm-hmm. and what kinks we were kind of like we had to keep to ourselves. Yeah. Like and what what age group we were in too. Cuz I'll say like I was kinky as hell when I was younger, but I couldn't be kinky as hell. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be kinky, but I wasn't I didn't have the availability to be Right. Well, okay. So when you say you didn't have the availability to be, uh, I'm assuming this is while you were a teenager. Yeah. 
did you feel like you just weren't comfortable divulging your kinks to the partners that you had? Um, it was more of a bringing it up subtly, more of a, you know, what do you think about this and getting shot down immediately, like, mm. and then just feeling like, oh my God, if I talk about this, they're not going to want to have sex with me then. No. Kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, for me, sex was always something that was like really private. Like, from a young age, Mm -hmm. you know, learning to masturbate on my own and watching porn on my own as a young child. Uh, So, when it came to divulging kinks or, like, what type of porn you watch or things like that, it took a while for me to actually open up to someone about that. And it's all, it comes down to trust for me. And for the longest time, I had a hard time trusting someone else with that information and so it wasn't until my late husband that i actually sat down and talked about you know different kinks that i was into different kinks that he was into and we both kind of opened up to each other that way and it was really in kind of enlightening that we were able to have that conversation and still be like into each other and attracted to each other even though not all of our kinks matched up I think, I mean, yeah, that's really important to feel comfortable and to feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. Like, feeling unwelcomed, being able to just talk about it is such a terrible feeling where you don't want to then talk about it probably ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be shut down like that in a relationship, just to, like, be with someone who doesn't even want to listen. Yeah. Like, what other instances in your relationship are they not listening to you? Pretty much all of it. Yeah, that's toxic as fuck. Yeah, but, you know, I was young and I was like, oh, it'll change. Oh, my God, this is my first love and we're going to get married and be in love forever. And it'll change, I swear. I swear I can change him. We're like Ken and Barbie and Romeo and Juliet. And we're going to get married and we're going to live in a house with 2.5 children what fuck do you have two and a half kids <laughs> i don't know this is not two and a half men <laughs> that's a nightmare yeah i mean we could do the deep dive more next week yeah the deep dive right. is definitely a kinks a, a next we got them <laughs> we got them we're forcing you to listen to them Patow. hey we want to hear about yours Thanks, Dee, for writing in, and thank you for waiting exactly one year for us to you, talk about it. I just realized something. It's going to come out next week. Yep. <laughs> but, at, but at least they know that it was the one-year anniversary of their email. We recorded this on the one-year anniversary of your email. We got together just to get here on yeah. the one-year anniversary of your email, so then that way... You would have your email read. You know, if we really put that much forethought into it, we would have done this last week. So that so then I would be out. It would come out this week. <laughs> the point is that we're here now. Yes. <laughs> and we want to know your kinks. Thank you, Dee, for sharing yours Thank with you, us. Dee. And like being confident and being willing to put your real name out on the line, even though we gave you an alias anyways. Yeah. You fuckwad. <laughs> and I can say that because I know the person. A friend of the podcast. Well, we also had a 
few messages from another friend of the podcast. Yeah. Someone who's written into us before, but under an alias, and she wants to come out. Does she really? She wants to come out as her true self. Isn't that amazing? She doesn't want to be known by an alias anymore. I guess I didn't read that part, so I'm oh. just as excited <laughs> about it. Like, this is real shock and real excitement. Yes. I guess I meant, oh, was that, did she message us on Facebook? Yes. Oh, okay, so you must have looked at it before I had a chance to. Oh, yeah, I did. I will say that's a hard thing about having a joint Facebook yeah. is sometimes opening these up and then we forget to talk to each other until we're talking on the podcast but that's so exciting yay okay did you want to read one and then i read the other or did you want me to i'll i'll read the first one okay because you've done so much reading go for it today and you were so sweet about it okay from kirsten yay who was formerly known as peggy who was formerly known as peggy Hello, my lovelies. It feels like it's been forever. So glad y'all are back. Married life is treating your girl wonderfully, which I thought that they were the cutest fucking couple when I went to that wedding. Oh, my God. I feel really bad for missing it. But my anxiety was at a 12 that day and I decided to stay home. Girl, we get it. And we missed you so much. I was there for both of us. Oh, and and I told everybody my better half is at home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your partner's like oh i'm right here yeah my partner was right next to me and he goes no i'm not i was like no my better half <laughs> he was a little mad at me at first but anyways we recently tried a butt plug i haven't tried it yet i'll tell y'all how it goes my husband however was unimpressed hmm. oh they probably forgot the three things that i always tell people communication lubrication, lubrication and intoxication. intoxication they probably didn't have the trifecta he also got his penis cage i was indifferent at first but he likes it the control it gives is very thrilling because he gives me the key he's been playing a lot more of a submissive role lately which gives me the chance to test my dom skills get go it, fucking get it we've been having amazing sex He's actually gotten me to come during doggy style a couple of times recently. The first time I was the loudest I've ever been during sex. Hey. Man, breathing is hard sometimes. Uh-huh. I got four lungs in this body. None of them want to work. <laughs> well, that's because you've probably got feet in your lungs. <sighs> probably. Hopefully we can get back to planning the sex brunch. And I'd love to be on the show sometime soon. I want to hear about how sex is different or if it's different after having babies. All my kinky love, Creerston. <laughs> okay, so a few things. A penis cage. Wow. Uh, I feel like a penis cage for me is just like another barrier to have to get through to get to the D. I find it like intriguing okay and there's so many different ways that you can play it yeah and being able to play with that submissive dominant role yeah kind of thing like the penis cage is kind of like a twist on both though Mm -hmm. like you're the submiss but you do have that thing that's like even though she's a dom can't get to it 
Like mm-hmm. that—that's a fun kind of. But she's got the key. But she's got the key. So like, if he wants to use it for anything, he's got to ask for permission. Oh, yeah. oh, that's sexy. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's—it's it's that fun little yeah, twist yeah. there. Like it's that power move. Exactly. Oh my god, that's so much fun. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so glad that you're having awesome married sex and that you guys can have these open and explorative sex moments oh yeah and you know i'm i'm really happy that you found somebody who is on the same level as you and can commit to that same level of kink Mm -hmm. and can also commit to listening and understanding your kinks so congratulations also girl you haven't come during doggy style before this yeah man like snaps to your partner because mm-hmm. it must have been a really hard task dude i love the doggy i like to i like to play dj diddles yes because i feel like it's the best angle to do so mm-hmm. and my partner gets super excited because if i reach just a little bit further mm-hmm. i can hit just that base of the shaft and yep. myself at the same time mm-hmm. so i'm getting us both and I feel like, I'm like, hey, just remember, I'm your best friend. <laughs> or, or get a, a wand down there. Oh, my God. Or any other vibe toy. And I want it to last for more than two seconds. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just got to get that vibration a little bit closer, like at the back of the clitoris, so that both of you feel it. Mm. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sex brunch. Oh, yes. Sex brunch. As soon as this whole COVID <sighs> thing is over, we got to... We got to get together a sex brunch. Just all of us lovely ladies in the area eating, eating some food. Oh, yeah. And talking about sex. It would be such a lovely, lovely time Mm -hmm. to do sex brunch. Yeah. Because I think I just listened to that, Mm -hmm. too. And I was like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to do sex brunch. It's such a good idea. It's it's Then the fucking pandemic happened. I know. Fuck the pandemic. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Also, stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> About how sex is different, or if it's different after having babies, I'll let you know when I have it. Just a lot going on right now. Definitely not having the sex at this moment. I just want to hug you. It's it's one of those things where it's like, it's been a, a while since my partner and I have had sex. I know. I just took seven <laughs> pictures of your children. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you mean... Even before that. But, like, it's just, like, a lot to get back to. It's a lot to adjust to having babies and things like that, so. Do you think once the babies can go out of the house and, like, somewhere else for a night? uh, He he and I have some, we have some relationship things to to kind of amend. Okay. Um, Like, the pregnancy was a huge huge thing that just the way that that it went and the way that I felt during my pregnancy he and I we we talked we had a really long conversation recently about our relationship and how unhappy we both have been and we both agreed that we want to work on our relationship you know we both still love each other very much but the sex thing just it isn't happening for a lot of reasons and like, we got to work our way back to it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of like the 
without putting out all of our dirty laundry. Like that's like the simplest way that you I can put it. You guys have to like re-romance each other. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like we make great partners. We're great parents. Yeah. And and I love him. We just haven't really been romantic. And finding time to be romantic is a little difficult too. I think personally, I think mm-hmm. if the twins were if you had just a just even a couple hours where it's just you two and you didn't have to worry about being parents yeah. for a few hours, it would be yeah. a little bit easier for you to be romantic. Yeah, true. I know that it can be something that weighs on somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you have a little bit of like irritation towards somebody having to have two screaming people at you who can't actually tell you what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That that can be frustrating too. So, and I have not had my child yet, so <laughs> I don't know what it is like after I pop the baby out. But I can definitely let you guys know in about five months, because four months I'll pop the kid out, and then yeah, I figured you got to wait six weeks at least six. So it's a month and a half. Okay, so five and a half months. <laughs> She's gonna have it down to the minute. I'm gonna fucking time this shit out. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to lie. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I said that part out loud. Just yeah. edit it out. They no. won't know. No, 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 fucking tell me or if you have new would you rathers we'll take yeah. those too and beans says i'm gonna go over the old ones that's fine <laughs> all right until next time bye, bye.